Good evening, and you are very welcome back to episode 23 of season two of the Women's National League podcast here on finalwhistle.ie. I almost said the name of another show there. Uh, I'm Breffney Earlier for the next hour or so. We're going to be joined by some of the people we're going to be looking at this weekend in the FAI Cup semifinals, FAI Women's Cup semifinals, of course, as we're joined by the stars of Bohemians, Kira Marsh, who with us later in the show. And first, we're going to be chatting to uh, one of the leading lights of this year's competition. That is, of course, at Lone Town striker Emily Corbin. She'll be joining us in just a few moments. But first, of course, I am joined by the effervescent Aaron Clark. Aaron, you're looking magnificent in your green there. Uh, you cheering for anyone in particular, or is that just uh, you've gone for neutral uh, colours this week? Gone for a bit of a neutral colours. A couple of times I've wore a, a specific colour at the press events, and I've been questioned a couple of times, so I decided to go nice and neutral tonight. Excellent. Well, I'm wearing black, which, of course, could be either of the coming teams, uh, Athlone and Bose, both of them, uh, who we feature on tonight's show, both have a, stri- a bit of black in their uh, in their kit, but I'm not taking favourites, I promise. Um, let's start maybe with a look back at last weekend's games, Aaron. Uh, we will, of course, mention Leanne Kiernan's injury. We'll talk about that later in the programme. But in terms of the weekend's action, we have to start in Athlone. Uh, we're going to be talking to Emily about it later on, but... What a victory for them. 2-0 winners in against Shelburne. It has completely blown the title race wide open. Six points between the top four sides, but the way they play each other, any of the four, if they go on a run for the last couple of games, anyone could win this league now. Don't forget the last two games for Wexford are Piemont and Shelburne, which is absolutely mind-boggling. Yeah, but the thing is, Breffin, it's been a, it's been a bad, week, bad seven days for Shelburne. They lose to Piemont the week before. They don't look like they're going to score against against them. And then they go into the Athlone game. First half was tight, tight enough, but second half, Athlone just took over. And it was it was, it was was as if you were watching Shelburne and you were thinking, what's going to happen? Can they make any changes? He took off Noel Murray. He made changes and he tried to go at it, Noel King, but they just couldn't get the response. I think a lot of that's due to the, the credit of Athlone. Like, you look at, and I've said this on social media over the weekend, the, the, the one thing that reminds me is watching Jessica Hennessy after the one-all draw on Talca Park, leave the pitch in tears after giving away a late penalty. And to get player in a match against Shelburne in the in, the, in this one just shows the, the testament. And I think for, for Tommy Hewitt's side, it's a result they deserve. They've been chipping and chipping and chipping away at getting these sort of big results. and stuff. It's the first one they've got at home as well, the, the big results so far this season, the draw against Shelburne. And the win against Pima both come away, so they've got a massive result at home, and it was a well deserved for the, for the for the last half hour. It sort of looked as though Athlone, if they wanted to keep putting the foot in the pressure, they could have scored more potentially. And for Shelburne, it's one of these days that it's it was a massive frustration. We've seen them have a couple of wobbles this season. The one in particular is where they they drew that drew that loan, lost the Sligo, and drew a Bows in the space of seven days, and it just shows you. When 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 the chips come down after after uh, poor results, if you don't change it quickly, you can in this league you can you can suffer two or three. And I think that clown's credit, you know, they had the, the bit of a setback a couple of weeks ago against P Mount, and they've they've really come back and and put their tails back into it. People are probably saying already out of the title race, but the weekend show is they're they're still alive and kicking and in with a real possibility. Yeah, no, it's it's really blown everything wide open, and I think. I'm really excited about what the future holds because we also shall falter a little bit in recent weeks. We thought it would allow Wexford back in, but we didn't really expect it to pull P-Mount and Athlone back into the mix as well into the coming weeks. How important is that game? I know we'll get away from the results last weekend, but 
How important is that game in round one where Piemont lost that 6-0 victory against Sligo? The three points, the nine-goal swing, that could be the difference between winning and losing the league this year. Apart from goal difference, which doesn't count in the National League, the three points alone, it's a six point, it's a massive six-point swing. They get that, they, they don't lose them three points, they get them back. They're right in the mix there. And but the thing you'd have to say is some of the results that Piemont have had where they haven't delivered, that's probably going to be the most disappointing thing from they're on a run now where I think they've won five or six in a row. They've they've really stepped up their game and I think they'll be dis, dis, bitterly disappointed, but you also got to give credit to other sides. The likes of the Bowes getting getting a, a win and a draw against them, Atlone beating them as well. And the years gone by, we wouldn't have seen all this. And, and I think that's what makes it more exciting is because we're now talking about four teams potentially challenging, whereas previous years, at this stage, you'd probably see the third place team would have faltered and gone by now, whereas it's not the case. Before we bring Emily into the conversation, can Atlone get a top three spot? Can they break that stranglehold they've had on the, on the league? She'll give us her opinion later. She's going to say yes. What's your thoughts? It's going to be difficult. There's no doubt about it. It's going to be difficult. But the thing, the thing is, is the one thing you've always said in this league is if you get momentum, you can get you can get big results. The fact that they got that win over Shelbourne is key. They're going to think they're going to go into the last couple of games thinking it doesn't matter who we're playing. Same with this weekend as we'll talk about later. They don't care who the opposition is. They don't fear anybody anymore, and that's the biggest difference with, with the likes of Athlone is they don't have that mentality against the bigger sides. You can see it both for, for a good while, Bowes had it as well, where you go out against the bigger sides and you think, oh, no, I just don't want to lose. Where now all the teams sort of have that thing where they don't care who you're playing week in, week out. If you don't play to your to your, to your your A standard, I'm going to turn you over here. And I think for Athlone, if they can just pick up another couple of results, I think it is possible. I really do think it is possible, especially with with the games that the top three still have, to, still have to play? I think if you look at the last week's fixtures as a whole, we won't necessarily go through every single game, game by game. All the details are beneath us here. But if you look at it, I think if you had said 12 months ago that this set of fixtures were going to happen on a single weekend, I'm pretty sure, uh, bar the Wexford Treaty game, and I'll talk about that in a second, all the games would have been predicted to have gone the opposite way. Shells definitely would have been favourites against... Uh, at Lone Town, that's no longer the case, really, week in, week out. Uh, Galway losing to Cork, that's a bit of a surprise, too. Great result for Cork. Kind of vindication for Danny Murphy and the team that have put in a huge effort over the last few weeks and, and months just to stay competitive. Um, Sligo Rovers beaten 6 0 on the field against Piemont in the opening day of the season. Looked like it could have been 16, only beaten 2 0 last weekend. They've made serious progress this season. Um, DLR losing to Bowes. People wouldn't really have predicted that 12 months ago. And even the treaty result in itself, I think the bottom side who've been cannon fodder all year, not been disrespectful, but that they have, minus a couple of players, they've lost more in the mid-season break, and the league leaders could only beat them 3-0, despite having most of the possession. It's a really tight performance from Donnerudden's side. Can we see the gap maybe shrinking a little bit between these sides? It has shrunk. There's no doubt about it. It has shrunk and it shrunk massively. But the, the, the problem is, is you just got to be careful is as we bring more and more teams into the league, there is a, a potential that some of the some of the teams who are getting better now can continue to get better, but we can still have a gap appear again. And that's we need to be very careful in, in that sort of bridging of it. You, with the looks you look the likes of Treaty, I think Don Don has tried his best down there. He's given a lot of players an opportunity. Some some it's worked, some ha- hasn't worked, but He's built. He's built where he knows he's got a core where he's trying to build around. And they're like Atlone a couple of years ago. That's the biggest thing I can say is you look at Atlone when they first came into the league. They lacked national league experience, and it was so evident. But 
the core group is still there and it's the same core group that were playing a couple of years ago that are doing what they're doing now and it just shows when you get when you get the experience in this sort of level the one thing i will say is alan malloy went off injured for wexford youths early in the in the game if that's a serious injury she could be a massive loss for them not just this weekend but for the rest of the season and you look at that that's a that's a real game changer for them if they were to lose and that could again blow things open. Like there's no doubt about it. Shelburne are missing the players that they ha- that they that went to England at the start of the year at the summer break. But the teams who've who've been able to strengthen the likes of Bowes are, de- are are reaping the rewards. It's great, as you say, it's great vindication for Danny Murphy and Cork that they got that result. But for Galway, it's just been a, a really really bad week with the with the stuff off the field, and then the, the the loss on the field sort of compounds it for them. Absolutely. Well, speaking of Athlone and their successes uh, so far, they haven't won anything yet, but someone who's hoping to maybe change that in the coming weeks and maybe even get that trip to Tallis Stadium as part of uh, their adventure in this season, which has taken us all by uh, a surprise to a certain extent, but we've all enjoyed the journey. It's been fascinating watching them. Um, is going to join us now, and that's Emily Corbett from Athlone. Um, Emily, you're very, very welcome to the show. Thanks very much for having me. Emily, it's been an absolute whirlwind for Athlone. You've been pivotal to that. I think it's 17 goals this year. Um, it's a phenomenal individual uh, record this year, but really it's the team that's almost uh, caught the imagination. And they've been, this, I suppose, the, the really positive story coming out, or one of the positive stories coming out of the Women's National League this year. What's it like being involved in that, being central to that kind of emergence of Athlone this season? Oh, look, it's been fantastic, I suppose. I think at the start of the season, if someone told us we were in third place in the league, we probably wouldn't have believed them. Um, but like we set goals at the start of the year to have a good cup run and we found ourselves in, in a position that we ha- we didn't last year before and we have a chance to make history. But being a part of the squad this year has been fantastic. Like we've we've had a few downs, but like we've had uh, really, really good results and we're just we're just delighted in the position we are at the moment. Breffney, just on just on, on that, like I think I think for from an athlone point of view, like remember I even said on the show when I spoke to Tommy after they drew with Shelburne and I sort of said you'd be happy with a point at the start at the start of the game and he was like no we come up here to win, I think it's fair to say this year Emily uh, the mentality because of the experience you've built in the league has been so different. Talk to us about going into sort of games against the big teams where maybe previously you would have you would have went in there hoping not to lose rather than aiming to win them all. Oh yeah, definitely. Like the la- the likes of last year, like we were letting in so many goals against the likes of P Mounts and we we're going in thinking like trying not to concede as much. But like this year it's it's changed a lot. Like we we don't fear teams, but like we obviously respect them. Like the top teams that we've taken points off, they've they've achieved so much in their careers and have a lot of trophies. But we always go into games with confidence because we always know what we're capable of and I think that shows this year as well that we just have we've a lot more experience and we're just we just we know what way to perform and how to behave as well on the pitch and go off the pitch. What do you mean by behave on the pitch in terms of I know there was a, a couple of red cards seen last year through the, the, the league, but has it been a kind of a, a change of, of attitude in the dressing room? Is there a better discipline? Is it new recruits? Because there has been a bit of a change in the dressing room over the last twelve months as well. Um, I think I suppose in terms of attitude, like last year, we probably would have given up in matches. But like this year, we've kind of we've played to the last minute, and we kind of I think we have better game management as well in terms of like seeing it out to the last minute and making sure we get the win and adding to the scoreline as well. 
like last year we probably lacked that as well and we let in silly goals and made silly mistakes that probably cost us a good bit of points in the end in the league but yeah we've added to the squad as well and they've been really good in the dressing room I think everyone has stepped up a lot this year and they've individually they have a lot more confidence as well because I think everyone is playing better but just just all around we've just more confidence and it just helps on the pitch and in the dressing room is just a really good atmosphere which helps a lot. How important has it been for having someone like Tommy Hewitt there? Because Tommy idolises everything at Longtown. Yeah, I know. He's been really good. Um, he's obviously really pr- proud of what we've achieved and he gives us an awful lot of credit and he supports us a lot. Like He's he's really good and he's pushed us to where we are and I suppose we wouldn't be there without him. And He's added to the squad some really good players and he's just, yeah, he's pushed us on and the support that he gives us, it just makes us a lot more confident as, as a team and as players. We haven't talked about it for in a while on the on the show. I know we joked about it off air beforehand, but um, there's a very strong GAA background. A lot of the girls playing on that team have played for their counties. I'm thinking uh, yourself, Marin Devaney, uh, Roshan Malloy, Laurie Ryan, the kind of, and, and there's probably more that I'm just not familiar with. How much of a, a bonus is that having that kind of experience of big games uh, playing against real good elite athletes that you've all while you might have had the women's national league experience you've got that to call on when you went to games oh definitely yeah like you're used to i suppose the professionalism of it as well the dressing room but it even helps physically as well like you're you're always training and you're you're getting the best out of your performance but just definitely just being professional like i know myself being involved with the leash team this year it's just you're getting into a different group of players, but that it's all the same. Like they're all experienced, and they they all have the same professionalism. I have an interesting one on that. How do you go up and scoring so many goals in the national league, playing Gaelic football, and still being able to compete, being able to deliver on both sports? Um, I don't really know. To be honest, I suppose I didn't expect to be in the position I am with this much goals this year. I haven't really thought about it, but. Um, with Gaelic I just think you're playing it I've been playing Gaelic my whole life um, and I'm just so used to it as well but uh, I don't know it's, I suppose it's hard to find the balance but with soccer I think I just the girls around me have been really really good this year and they've given me a lot of support I suppose In terms of I suppose the, the game at this weekend you face Wexford now just kind of quick look through the results Athlone have never beaten Wexford yeah. is that something that you're aware of or does that matter is this a blank slate will take Saturday on its own merits. Breathy, just, um, before are, she, just before she answers, they've never beaten Shelburne or they've never beaten Pima before this year either. Yeah, exactly. No, we've never taken, we haven't taken points off Wexford at all. Obviously at the weekend we had taken, we did take two points off Shelburne, but no, we know what Wexford are capable of, obviously, but like, I think it gives us a bit of more fire to go in thinking that we have a point to prove against them. Obviously we, um, we have to take points because it's a big, huge game. Obviously, it's a cup semi final, and we've never found ourselves in this position before. But no, it definitely gives us, I think, a bit of a push on that we have to take points with more to prove for ourselves. You talk about Wexford, there's been times where you've been close, you know, you've been yeah. very, very close. There's two one, two one defeats, late goals here, late goals there. How much do you do you sort of take out of them games going into a, a cup semi final, or do you do you completely? Leave that to the side because it's that was league football where this is cup football. Um, like I suppose with Wexford, you kind of have to get used to the way they play. Like they they're always scoring late goals against any any team, and we've been guilty of that as well. Like at the start of the season, we went up one 0 and conceded two very late goals against them. But 
I suppose you have to leave to a side to a certain extent because you want to have a bit of confidence going into the game, but like they are like that as well, and we know we have to play until the ninety plus minute to to get a win and try and be in Tala in a few weeks. Now we asked you about the, the mixing the two sports with Gaelic and football, but also you had the small matter of the Leaving Cert this year as well. Um, you're a busy girl, but I believe you started college in Galway. Um, has anyone from Galway been in touch? Maybe trying to tap you up for next year? Has that been? Has that happened yet? Uh, no, not really yet. No, I'm, I'm the scholarship, so uh, we'll see how it goes. But it's the same distance from Galway to Athlone as it is from Athlone to Clannesley. So, yeah, Billy, I, Billy I, Cleary, Billy Cleary, I shouldn't, be on use, there. I shouldn't <laughs> use the word tap up. I'm really sorry, Billy. Don't take it again tonight. Um, <laughs> it, it is. Uh, it's one of those things. Obviously, you're on scholarship in Galway. There seems to be a nice little group growing in the university in Galway. We don't talk about the university's game that much on the show anymore, but I know Mern Devaney's down there as well, as well as some of the other girls playing in the Women's National League. Um, are you giving odds on you to win the, the diversities this year? Is that something you're even aware of yet? Because it's only probably orientation week. Yeah, exactly. No, we're only starting Monday, but I know hopefully like Kate Slevin's down there as well and Sean Brennan and Trey. So like we've a we've a really good team. So that's definitely something to aim for, I suppose. Billy gets there's no way. <laughs> Billy will get the second if they don't if they don't win. I can't not ask though, Emily, Sporting family, brothers played League of Ireland football, he's played into county football. Do you do you draw on the you draw on his experience as much when you're playing big games in the National League or does he give you much advice from time to time? Oh no, he would. I suppose he's he's turned a bit more into a GA GA head now, but like he's definitely has huge experience in the especially with the Europa League, I suppose. I probably wouldn't be playing soccer, to be honest, if it wasn't for him, but I know he's he's very supportive and he watches all my games, so. Yeah, yeah does he travel to them, though? Are you, are you the, the black sheep of the family that he gets all the support, or is it evenly spread? I know, uh, and he doesn't travel to my games now, but he, he, he watches them at home from his house, so. Fair enough. We let him off the hook this time. Uh, in, in terms of the weekend, though, the FAI Cup, you've already got three goals um, so far in the competition this year. Hoping to add to that at the weekend, or does it not really matter if you score as long as the team gets through? Is it is it about performance now, or is it just about the result? Uh, to be honest, it's just about the result, I suppose. Like It's obviously it's great to be, to score, but there's so many girls on the team have scored this year. Like It's always different every weekend, but just definitely about getting the three points and getting to the final, hopefully. Having a home cup semi final as well is always nice. Yeah, yeah, no, it's huge. It's a huge advantage because traveling to Wexford is never nice. It's always a horrible game to play after a long drive. But Athlone now at cup semi final, it's the first. It's the first for us, so it'll be a huge game. In terms of your own ambitions, I suppose we've seen you with the Irish on nineteens in recent times as well. Um, what's the the plan? I know you've started college, so there's a a couple of year commitment there, three or four year commitment in that. But in terms of where you hope to get to, is the the professional career an option for you? Are you happy where you are? Like, what's what's the big the, the bigger plan really for for Emily Corbett for the next few years? Um, look, I suppose I I don't know. I haven't really thought that far, but definitely to break into the senior team anyways be my goal within the next few years. Obviously, they're doing really really well this year, but the the standard in that team is really high, so I know that it would be really hard to get into. But in terms of freshness, uh, I'm not really 100% sure. Maybe if the opportunity comes up, I'd probably definitely take it, but well, I suppose we'll see how it goes. Two-pronged question on that for you. The home-based session, it's how, how good is it to see that 
it's players from all over the country now. You know, the like a couple of Athlone players getting in as well. And how far do you think you are away from potentially getting that knock on the door to say come in and even come into the, the full squad? Um, yeah, no, it's great that everyone everyone's getting recognition, especially in Athlone as well. I think there's three of us up there now. But um, in terms of getting into the squad, I'm not 100 percent sure. Obviously, they've they've a lot of strikers in the league already. That's with them uh, young players as well, but. I suppose I just have to keep going to home base training and try and progress as much as I can and see how far I can go and see how long it'll take before I break into the squad. Yeah, I was looking at the top goal scorers in the league this year. Not that that's a complete version of, of how good people are, but it's a, it's a fairly good indicator. Uh, you're ahead of some uh, fairly established names in the league, like Stephanie Roach, Kylie Murphy, uh, Noel Murray are the three, I think, immediately below you in the list. So I don't, I don't think you might have expected to be ahead of them at the start of the season, but you've been there all year. Uh, so congratulations on that. Uh, Emily, listen, all we can say is the best of luck at the weekend. Um, hope, hope things go well for you and the team. And uh, you never know, maybe we'll be talking to you or one of your teammates ahead of a, an FAI Women's Senior Cup final in a couple of weeks. Best of luck. Yeah, Thanks Thank you. Emily Corbett there from Athlone Town. Um, she seems in good, good humour, fairly relaxed ahead of the game. Doesn't seem nervous at all, Aaron. Yeah, I like that. I like that because the biggest thing is in, in players is you, you look at the week that's in it. It's easy to get tensed up and to get to get nervous. And I think that comes down to the to the experience that she's had in previous sports, played underage international as well. Whereas if you don't have that sort of thing, you may be a lot more nervous. And I think they're probably just excited what they're looking forward to it. off the back of the weekend results. You know, why wouldn't why wouldn't you be looking forward to it? They also there's also the the opportunity potentially for more for more games to be live on television and more exposure. So it's it's good times for Athlone. It's it's positive times for Athlone, and it's it's great to be talking about things like that and stories like that compared to maybe years previous where we'd have been we'd have been just saying, ah, oh, yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a shells wax it's gonna be a shells wax for a cup final. Dead buried. The other teams may not show up. Rough edge of your seats. I'll, I'll be in Talca Park Saturday, and the, the one thing I'll be doing is I'll be rushing home to watch Athlone against Wexford because I don't know what how it's gonna go. Yeah, it's going to be really, really tight. Uh, in terms of our other guests, we're going to be joined by Kira Mara Bohemians in just a couple of moments. But first of all, maybe let's take Castor right back towards the game on Saturday. Bo's hosted DLR. Of course, um, Kira made that transition from DLR to Bohemians in the close season last winter. Uh, she found herself on the winning side. Bo's with a pretty big scalp in the in, in the grand scheme of things in terms of league position and in terms of maybe expectations, definitely at the start of the year. Your thoughts on the game? It was scrappy. It was a scrappy enough affair. It wasn't. It wasn't always great, but these two, when these two sides play, it's always like that. Breffney, there's never much in between them. It's always mostly games end up nil all with them. So to see a couple of goals in the game as well was very good. I thought the the goal from Abby Brophy was a lovely pass by Erica Burke and Brophy finished well. Mia Dobbin with a nice strike. You sort of go into the the, the break one up for Bowers and then. They concede straight after they didn't drop the heads. I know they all put a bit of pressure on them, and the penalty when it comes, some people saying it's a fi- it's a fifty fifty challenge. For me, it's a penalty all day long. She comes through the back. She comes through the back of her, and Chloe Darby stepped up and put it into the top corner from from a post point of view. It was a massive result. You look at they've won four in the last five league games. The only one they lost is Wexford. They've they're building nicely. They're building strong momentum in terms of DLR. Same old question that I same old thing that I've said all year. They haven't won two league games in a row since the opening two games of the season. Momentum and, and momentum and form is a bit of a it's a bit patchy for them this season. They've had some injuries. Jess Gleason's obviously a, a big loss, but for them, 
it's a really disappointing season. They'd have been, they'd have been a lot of people's tips to potentially crack the top three, and now they may finish. They may finish as low as seventh in the league, depending on how the next couple of weeks go. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be interesting. But of course, they face into shells before Kira joins us. What's your thought on the uh, on that clash? Obviously, shells come into this with a much bigger reputation, much more experience in the league. Uh, probably going to the game as comfortable enough favourites but local derbies there's a little rivalry there some players have played for both it's going to be an interesting game on Saturday afternoon can you see both having a chance in it? Why not? Why not? I, as I said when the draw was made it was it's a free hit for both there's no pressure on balls on Saturday at all. Absolutely zero. Everybody's expecting Shelburne to go and Shelburne to win so for me I just think it's a, it's a case for balls if balls go and perform they, they've got a chance, but you got to look at, they are without Rachel Doyle, who who was cup-tied. Um, I think Olita Griffin is also cup-tied as well, but Neve Boyer isn't. So they've, they will be missing a couple, but Shelburne, Shelburne go into this on the, back of a, on the back of that slump, and maybe it's the right time for Shells to get away from league action, to go back into cup, to cup football. That might help them a little bit, but in terms of, in terms of Bowes, Bowes go in with, Bowes go in with all the momentum. The, the, the farmers on their side. You look at what I, I think it's quite interesting what Shelburne have done this weekend in terms of letting Bowes members and Shelburne season ticket holders go in free for the cup. I think that's a smart idea, just trying to publicize it a little bit and trying to get a bit of bit of crowd in and get a bit of an atmosphere because when they played the midweek the last time there was a bit of an atmosphere in Talk Park, but the one last year when it was three two was the place was rocking. There was a, a good couple of hundred there. And if they can get that it'll be it'll be a tight intense affair. I wouldn't be shocked if the Bows keep a level for the first 60, 70 minutes. I wouldn't be shocked if we even go all the way to penalties. Wow. Okay. Well, listen, let's have a chat with Kira and see what her thoughts on the situation are. Uh, Kira, you're looking forward to a big weekend. Well, first of all, welcome to the show. Thanks, Ralph. Thank you. Um, it's a big weekend for Bows. First FAI Women's Cup semi final. It's against near neighbors' shells. I know there's no love loss between the clubs down decades and decades on the men's side. It's there's a kind of a budding rivalry there on the women's side as well. Uh, how was the mood in the camp ahead of a, a big game this weekend? Everyone's doing really well. Um, training's been obviously we've only trained once this week, but everything's been going smooth. We're looking at it as just it's just another game, just another game of football that you just need to think of and go out and enjoy. I think that's that's the difference there, Brefney, with both Kira and Emily. They're not talking about oh, it's it's a massive game. It's, it's just another game, and I think that's the the most important thing. And I think if you look at the way Bowes are playing at the moment, last season they would have lost that game to Dear Lord. They would have lost other games, and I think that's the biggest difference this year, Kira. It's just that you 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 know the the attitude towards seeing out a game or getting a result compared to last year is, is probably gone up fivefold. Yeah, no, exactly. I think if you just look, obviously there's a big stigma around cup games can go either way, but at the end of the day, you're going out for 90 minutes and whoever puts in, whoever wants it more at the end of the day, it's just a game of football. I saw, that way. I saw some suggestions that there could be a really, really big crowd at this. Yeah. Maybe even sm smashing the domestic um, non-cup final, at least uh, attendances for the women's game. Um, 1,500 I saw somewhere. I don't know if, whether that's realistic or not, but it would be great to think that that kind of a crowd could be gathered for Saturday's game. It, does that come into your mind at all in terms of maybe not most of the players not having the experience of playing in front of that side of, size of a crowd? Yeah, no, if you think about it too much, I think, yeah, some of the girls probably come into effect of it. But look, it's great. Like the opportunity to get to play in front of a crowd, like it doesn't have happen often in 
the women's game. And it should be something as in like exciting going out and playing and wanting to do well in front of that big massive crowd that's going to be there. And the support that's obviously, hopefully the, the amount of fans that are going to come from the ball side, like the support that will be behind the players. So it should be more than encouraging than nothing and wanting to go out and put on a performance for them. Kira, you've been out injured for, for a while. Talk to me a little bit about, like, you're at every Bowes game, the crowd, the support, the little kids. They just love coming up and getting photographs and getting autographs and stuff like that. What does that mean to a player in the National League? It's, you know, because we haven't had it. We Obviously, compared to the men's teams and all, there hasn't been much of it in the women's game. And it's something, like, it's obviously different, but it just feels like you're their inspiration, kind of. They're looking up at you. Like, when I was younger, I was looking up at, players and stuff like that and you're now in that position so it's great to kind of be that guidance for them to like oh they're a little girl they want to grow up and basically play in the league of ireland as well when they get older so it's great to have that you talked about having role models when you were growing up as well but the women's national league wasn't a thing when you were their age say um who were your influences and kind of how did you become aware of them as a kid i kind of just looked into i was always around the men's kind of side of football so I started off obviously with my dad being a manager and then my brother playing football and then going and watch the league the men's league of Ireland games so I've kind of always been around in it so kind of looked up to people who are closest to me to have a better influence who know me in and out so that's how I kind of grew up with it and in terms of in terms of like that like when you say you know you're becoming role models and stuff like that, the opportunities in there, the opportunities that are coming for the women, like even sponsorship and stuff like that. How do you how do you make sure that you know we maximise that for the players? And because there's no there's no doubt about it, social media's probably helped massively. Yeah, I feel like social media is a big influence on it. Um, it does come into a big impact with having to get like the promotional side of things with the football and that's how that's how the women's game kind of is being promoted is it all true with the social media and the likes of even the live here now on on this so i feel like it's kind of a good and it's, it's going to keep expanding as the years go on before we get too deep into the the cup semi-final at the weekend let's maybe cast our eyes back a couple of days to that game in daily mount of the weekend uh tight towards the end you get the late winner you must have been delighted, particularly as was given your own personal history, having switched between the clubs last winter. Yeah, it was. It was brilliant because obviously I was out injured, so that obviously wasn't good watching from the sideline. But we haven't, we've only ever gotten a point ever since like this season, so we've never actually beat DLR. So it was a good victory for the girls on Saturday. It was a it was a, a, a bruising game. Poor Erica Burke took a, a horrible a horrible tackle at the end. But is that just to to show the the competitiveness between each side? Because no side wants to to back down in these sort of games. And you know, it's it's it, how do you how do you quantify that in terms of like you look at the the way the games are played? Like nobody wants to back down. But how do you? ensure that you don't cross the line maybe against an old club or uh, you know when the rivalry doesn't spike yeah, the end of the day as well it's a Dublin derby like it's the south and the north kind of playing against each other and I think in them type of games it's kind of best off being as telling the girls to be as composed as possible in them games when they are getting kind of you know, just kicking battles and stuff like that so you're best off trying to be composed and composing the ball 
just so you know, because they're coming in, you're flying in on tackles and stuff like that, and you're just best off just being relaxed and getting through the game. Just on that, does that game prepare you for the likes of a, a Shelburne and a Cup game because it's another derby? Definitely, I feel like the rivalry going into it as well, it's kind of more, knowing that it's a Dublin derby, like, it's more of a kick about it, it's more of a, a buzz going into the game and you obviously, you want to go in, you want to get the results, so I feel like the girls are all buzzing now and hopefully it all works out. In terms of, I suppose, uh, your own career today, like, the the move to, to Bowes, what was it that attracted you to Bowes um, in, in terms of been at DLR for a couple of seasons before that? I feel like just a change was kind of needed. Um, obviously, I was playing week in, week out as well, up in the first half of the season. Then I haven't really played since the second half because I've been out injured. But I felt like it just it, I've been really enjoying my football there since I did mouth. Um, I really enjoy the club and the back up the support and all we've been getting the girls and all that are there as well so ever since I did mail like I've just been really enjoying it up until I got injured anyways but we still push on I'm still enjoying it now the injury I'm told you're you're just there or thereabouts to getting back into contention what would it be like to be to be involved in Saturday hopefully we'll see how it goes I've been back now um this week so hopefully hopefully it all goes well the rest of the week now will you make the team for for a saturday or can you tell us that i don't know i don't know myself <laughs> how much would it mean to the club and to the squad and to everyone involved with bows women's side to to pull one over shells at the weekend and to to cut because they're in poor form recently we've we've talked to all show about uh how they've kind of lost games here and there over the last few weeks um, are they a little bit vulnerable? Are you expecting a kick from them? What's kind of the, the mood about Shells going into the weekend? Look, I don't think since them, if you say like them being in kind of poor form, form, I don't think it really matters. I think you kind of need to get that out of the girls if anyone has that in their head, needs to get that out of their head because you'll go into the game kind of a bit weaker. You need to go in like you're competing against. They're still a top club. They're still a really strong side. So you still have to put in like competing against them but like to get the win on the weekend would be massive because we've only started really building this season and it will progress that the team will keep progressing over the years so I think it'd be a huge achievement for the club especially for the, the women's side of things because the women's team with balls is only kind of new so I feel like if you get the win on the weekend it'd be massive for the club the fact they're coming in off the back of four like four massive massive league yes. victories as well like you've just showed that as you say about Bo's building i think is it fair to say this year there's been an attitude towards you go into every game winning like there's times where we said we talked to emily where last season maybe you'd lose a game they'd lose a game and they'd be okay because they didn't get beaten well by a big team where now you go into that game and losing is not an option it's all about we want the three points we want to win and that's not short of it no exactly i feel like we're at a stage now where we're competing with the top teams and we're going to be one of them soon. Um, and going into games, I feel like the girls just have more belief in themselves now, knowing that, like, oh, we can go in, we can beat this side, we can we can compete with all the top teams. Um, and I feel like that kind of going into games and getting results, it's really pushed the confidence on a lot in the team. The team are coming together a lot more and I feel like it just it's just made them do a lot, a lot better. 
we're looking at the league table here and it's got like this, there's kind of three or four groups in the league now at this stage. You're very firmly in the middle of that second uh, chasing pack, uh, maybe 10 points behind the leaders, but within four or five points of those around you. Um, fifth, sixth, seventh, you're currently sixth. How important would it be for Bose uh, in the next four games to push on and maybe overtake Galway and get that fifth place? Would that be seen as progress for Bose this year? Definitely, I think it would be. Um, I can't remember where they finished last season, but I feel like you want to go out and you want to win. You want to get the three points off the next few games that we have. You want to go out and you win. So I feel like to even pull up into fifth place for the end of the season, if that's as far as we can get. That's the aim that we might as well achieve by the end of the season. So I feel like it is a poss- possibility that could happen. And it's- what do you think, just on that, kit, was the turning point this season? Because, you know, early in the season, a bit of hit and miss. I'd say probably the result away to Cork was one of the most disappointing ones where you lost 2-1. What do you think was the turning point? Was it maybe that P-Mount game away that gave the players a lot of belief? See, throughout the season, there's obviously been, not only myself, but there's been a lot of injuries. So the team has constantly been chopping and changing. We've never had one like one team consistently playing and I feel like within the last couple of weeks we've had a consistent team Um, I just feel like as the season got on the girls, obviously there was new girls being involved as well, we got a, got four or five players signed during the mid-season break as well so it is difficult when you're adapting to playing besides everyone plays differently so I feel like we've gotten used to playing with each other, we've come together a lot more and it does the belief in the team really help put on and to get the results excellent we're listening on that note hopefully the results come for you at the weekend as well before we go we have had a message in tony quinn has said yup the bows uh so you have at least one supporter watching this evening um so listen kira best luck to you and your teammates the weekend uh you never know we might be uh no more we said to uh, emily earlier on we might be chatting to some of your teammates ahead of a, a cup final Fingers crossed from a Bulls point of view. I'm sure we get hammered by shells for that as well. But Kira, I'm not going to be at the game. Aaron will take the hit. It's fine. Uh, Kira, thanks for joining us. Pleasure having you. Thank you. Kira Mara there from Bohemians, obviously defender with the side. Uh, she's been. A, you mentioned she's been out injured a little bit over the last few weeks, but she's been an integral part to their team in the dressing room over the last few weeks and months as they've kind of put together. A pretty good season by both standards. Uh, they'll be happy enough with this at the end of the year, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And if they finish ahead of, if they fin- if they can manage to pip Galway, they probably class that as a as a superb season, getting to a cup semi final as well. And like you can't you can't knock that uh, considering last season the amount of times they lost games where they should have won games and they should have got results. Where this season they're picking up the results. Like at Lone, they've got results against the big teams. Coincidentally, the only team that that Bowers have yet to get a result against. Who do, you, who do you reckon it is? Oh, it's Shells, isn't it? It's only one. No, Wexford Utes. So, Atlanta Bowers are the only two not to get a result against Wexford Utes at the National League. Well, see, that's a good sign from Wexford Utes. But then you have Wexford Utes have dropped points to, to teams they wouldn't have expected to drop points to. Um, Kyle Murphy, of course, had that penalty saved in injury time in the showgrounds for a fantastic victory for Sligo. So, we're really seeing... I think we look back maybe five or six years to when Kilkenny were in the league, and again, no disrespect to Kilkenny, but they took some awful hammerings. Uh, even Treaty's performance last week, I said it earlier in the show, against um, Wexford, fine performance. They've got a couple of girls out injured as well. They've lost loads over the last couple of, maybe the last two 
transfer windows. So um, what they managed to do in with the circumstances they're in, um, I think it's huge as well. But listen, there's plenty of uh, of uh, football to be played before Perfectly, the uh, we, league title. We didn't get to mention. We didn't get to mention this last week, and I think it'd be remiss of us if we don't. Kylie Murphy scoring a 100th women's national league goal. What an, what a great achievement! Um, one of the most long-standing players in the in the national league. Funny enough, that's the only one player of the year for the first time last year, which is absolute criminal. We won't talk about the Ireland cap because that doesn't sit well with me. But what a what a consistent player in the national league, and it's one of them that. You know, it'd be great to see more players eventually get to that mark. Who could be the who could be the next of the younger players? Maybe Emily Corbett could be one of the next younger players to get there in, in, in a couple of years' time. And it's it's great that we're talking about things like that. We're talking about the positives of that rather than we're talking we're not talking we're not coming on here every week talking about oh someone got batted eight nine nil. Or, you know, we're talking about there's so many positives every week, and I think that's the biggest massive driver for the women's national league at the moment. Absolutely. Uh, before we wrap up for tonight, of course, the FAI Cup Women's Cup semi-finals, the big attraction of the weekend. The other six have the, the weekend off. Uh, where will you be watching it? You're going to be in Talker Park. I'll be watching on LOI TV. It's also, interesting enough, it was announced today, going to be available on FIFA.com, which is I think is a big, big deal. It's an international audience potentially for this. It's going to be pushed out, out past the normal... Uh, window of people who get to look in at the Women's National League and the teams in that. It's a big shock window as well, of course, for some players. Uh, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing for the league, I don't know. It's definitely good for the players involved. Um, 11 sport as well. 11, yeah. 11 sport as well. Like It's it's great. It's brilliant. When I heard, when I heard the news, I started like, okay, because realistically, no one's going to go from abroad unless you're, you you know someone or you, you know the league is going to go and search LOA TV. So to have the fact that FIFA are going to Pop on! I actually popped onto the website earlier. Just had a had a nosy, and there was games there even today that are being shown live today. So it's great, it's brilliant. Um, I wouldn't mind of yeah, we're making the dash. I literally finished. I literally managed to get off work at one o'clock on on Saturday, so I'll be literally straight at the Talca Park just in time for kick off, and then straight home for the other one. But what a weekend for! Absolutely. The final thing we want to talk about before we wrap up is, of course, the injury to Leanne Kiernan announced by Liverpool today that she's going to miss the next couple of months after ankle surgery uh, for an injury sustained during the week. And that's very, very sad news for her. She will more than likely, I would imagine, miss the qualifiers, uh, at least the first round of the qualifiers, depending on what structure that's going to take for Ireland. So um, she came on as a sub the last day for Ireland. Is that a massive loss or just a little bit of a bump in the in the road? Um, For Vera Powell, it's probably a bump in the road. But for me, it's a massive loss. I don't think we utilise Leanne Kernan enough. I would I would have Leanne playing an awful lot more. I think she's a smashing young footballer. You look what she done last year, championship player of the year in England. She was brilliant for for Liverpool, and you can see that zest of confidence has come back to her. And she was having the season of her life last year, top scorer in the championship player of the year. She's done it all. She she she's shown she is capable. And I think you look at the performance against Finland. I thought she, against Slovakia. I thought she was very good when she came off. Maybe I would have liked to see her used in, in some other games in the campaign. I know she came on away to Sweden as well. But there was other times where she, we, we could have used her just for that bit of speed and pace. And it's a massive loss for, for her. And especially you look at Rushi Littlejohn and Megan Connolly are already out of the qual out as well. Um, so it's 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 difficult. We you know, it's never nice to have to have surgery, but we, you know we can only wish Leanne the very best of luck with the recovery and look forward to seeing her back on the pitch because I've, I've first interviewed Leanne when she was just sixteen and the shy young girl when she came into Shelburne and to see her grow to to where she is now and. 
signing a contract with Nike to become a Nike athlete as well this week. I think it's it's just a testament to the hard work she's put in. Yeah, so you're taking all the credit for all her career because she met her at 16. You <laughs> uh, read it here first, folks. Aaron's taking credit for Leanne's career. No, on a serious note, uh, I'd, like, I'd like to echo those sentiments as well. Uh, best luck and quick and quick recovery to Leanne. I'm sure she'll be back in an Ireland jersey and a Liverpool shirt in the not-too-distant future. Aaron, that's it for the week. Only just a couple of days wait to see who does qualify through the semi-finals and into that final in uh, Tala Stadium later in the summer in the, uh, I suppose the, I don't know what call it, the Blue Ribbon event of the women's football season here in the country. Uh, I've been referring early for the last 45 minutes or so. Aaron Clark is this bloke over here. Uh, thank you so much to our guests who joined us today, to Emily Corbett um, of Athlone Town and to Kira Mar of Bohemians. It's been an absolute pleasure having them on the show today. Best of luck to all the teams taking part in the Cup semi-finals at the weekend. And we'll be back with you again next week.